Welcome to the Fresh Start Podcast, where we discuss debt management and financial wellness. Here are your hosts, Lionel and Stacy. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Fresh Start. My name is Lionel, a.k.a. Smitty, and she is attorney Stacy, a.k.a. Hoppy. And today's topic is a continuation of what we did last week, basically talking about garnishments. And the reason we're doing a part two to this is that there was a lot of information uh, that needed to be covered that we didn't cover last week. So basically, one of the first things that we need to talk about is the duration of a garnishment. A garnishment can only run for 180 days in general, or a bank garnishment can only run for 30 days. That's one of the things we left out. Um, Now, you can only be garnished by one creditor at a time. So that's why the law was made where you needed to um, limit the amount of time a person could be garnished. Uh, Because guess what? If you owe a bunch of people, the rest of them are lined up waiting. And that's why you can only do 180 days. Right. The legislature just didn't think it was fair that one person can garnish you for two years, theoretically, and then other people are waiting in line and they want to have their chance too. So they decided to be generous and let everybody get their shot at garnishing you. Gotcha. But keep in mind that though that is in, re- in, in relation to judgment creditors. That does not mean a student, um, a student loan garnishment can occur. Right. Doesn't mean the IRS or right. state taxing agency can't garnish you at the same time. And it does not mean that child support garnishments don't occur. So basically, those garnishments those, run more than 180 days. And they can run simultaneously with a judgment creditor. Uh. So, because those, as we talked about previously, are kind of considered administrative garnishments. That's why we made that distinction initially. Right. Those creditors don't have to sue you to garnish you. Right. They just have a right to garnish you by law. Got you. So, um, you definitely need to come and see us or a pro- any professional, legal professional, to, if this is your situation and you are trying to deal with it, you need to come and see. It's never too late. Because even though a garnishment is started, it does not mean that it can't be stopped. Right. Now, there are only two ways a garnishment can stop. Right. Uh, one way is the court order, meaning that it expires after the 180 days, or for some reason a judge enters another order saying, stop the garnishment. Or the garnishment essentially runs out and it's completed. Right. For the 180 days. Hopefully, hopefully paid in full. And that's a whole nother, we'll talk about that in a second. All right. But it runs the full 180 days and it automatically right. stops. Or a creditor voluntarily for some reason says, yeah, okay, we'll stop it. But the, Now, the chances of that happening right. are slim to none. The creditor already knows they can take 25% of your check. So unless you're voluntarily willing to pay them 25% of your paycheck, why would they stop it? Exactly. So really another court order saying that the garnishment needs to stop is really your only only real right. option or that it expires. So even though the garnishment has started or is currently running, mm-hmm. it is not too late to take action. It is not too you late. You can always get it stopped because you have to think about it this way. If your garnishment does not, in 180 days, cover the debt that you owe, guess what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. It's going to stop and then six months later, or a year later, or, or two years two, later, or three. they're going to come back. And then you're going to say, hey, wait, I already got garnished for this debt. But basically, it did not cover mm-hmm. the amount of the debt that it should have. 
So it's very possible that if this 180 days does not allow this debt to be paid, you are still going to be garnished. At some point down the road. And what a lot of creditors will do is they don't automatically just go and get another garnishment and start the one, another garnishment. Right, for because there's no incentive right for them to do that. I mean, if they were good creditors, if there's such a thing, right. they would go ahead, get another garnishment, and pay it out, and you're done with them. Right. But a lot of times, the garnishment ends, you may still owe $1,000, let's say. And six months passes, a year, year and a half, two years. And then all of a sudden, there's another garnishment order. And you owed $1,000 left over from the old one, and now it might be 2500 Right, because of the interest and, and the legal fees. fees. Right. So now you're being garnished for six months again, and hopefully this time it pays off the garnishment. But if it doesn't, guess what? They may garnish you again right away, or they may wait again. So if this happens... How does it affect your life, your financial mm -hmm. life? How is somebody, one creditor, taking 25% of your income affecting your ability to do everyday things like live and pay your bills and whatnot? And what if you have some other emergency? I mean, it's, it's insane. That's why you need to speak to a professional. There's a reason we're giving this information to let people know it's not too late. Because sometimes they have some creditors that will even tell you that there is nothing you can do right. about it. And they make it seem like because they have this court order, right. it can't be stopped. No, not true. There are, that is not true, as you say. There are ways that this can be stopped. And the quicker you take action, the better it will be for you. Because it's very well possible that whatever money that has been garnished, you could get that money back. And, of course, stop the garnishment and get rid of the debt. So, definitely, you want to speak with a professional. Of course. They have some creditors that, that are, they, they bank on your ignorance of the of law. Of course. And they're hoping that you don't do anything, but you call on the phone and you talk to the customer service rep. With, they're not going to share that information with you. That's why you need to seek independent Yep. Counsel or information representing you exactly. Somebody is representing your interest. Don't let them take advantage of you. Come and see us and get out of debt and once and for all. Because if you keep doing this in a piecemeal fashion, this is not going to end. So come and see us. It's not too late. Let us help you get debt free. Definitely, we have three locations in the Metro Atlanta area. Consultations are always free. The only thing it will cost you is just a little bit of your time. So please come see us, discuss these issues with us, and let us help you get the fresh start that you deserve. And if you're not in the, the metro Atlanta area, feel free to give us a call. Our information is attached. Call us on the phone, and we will be happy to speak to you to give you the guidance that you need to get this situation take, taken care of. My name is Lionel, a.k.a. Smitty. And I am Stacy, a.k.a. Hoppy. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week.